You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Roll Pod, an Alabama sports podcast from Bama 247. I am staff writer Cody Goodwin, and joining me today, our senior writer at 247 Sports, it's John Talty. John, I've got two questions for you. First, how did you spend the bye week? And two, what are you going to be for Halloween? Great questions. Uh, you know, I've kind of gone lazy as I've gotten older for Halloween, so I've just gone. I don't know if you've ever seen the show. I think you should leave, but... I went as one of the characters from that show. It's very lazy. It's basically just a shirt that I think if you saw out in the world, you would think that's kind of a weird shirt, but not if you didn't know the show, you wouldn't necessarily know. So it's kind of like that perfect middle ground of you can wear it and claim a costume, but not necessarily everybody would know it. Um, So that's that. Um, And wouldn't I do watch a lot of football this weekend. Um, That was good. Uh, saw my Jets uh, steal probably one of the ugliest games I've ever seen. So it's uh, it's Kings of New York now, right? Kings of New York, yeah, absolutely. Um, What are you you going as Halloween, Cody? Um, I'm doing the I'm kind of lazy, I guess. I don't know, I feel like it kind of fits for what we do on a regular basis. I'm gonna dress up as Clark Kent when I go to the uh players' press conference. Um, I have like a I have a Superman shirt that I'm just going to wear underneath a button up. And if somebody asks, I'm just going to be like, hey, <laughs> um, so and I've got like I wear blue light glasses, too, when I'm not podcasting because I don't want my eyesight to go. So I'm thinking like, OK, like, you Perfect. know, this yeah, I think that plays. I don't have a Daily Planet press pass, though, so I'm going to have to like tell people like Clark Kent, Daily Planet. Um <laughs> do that thing um what did i do on the bye week i also watched a lot of football um which is funny because was it the it was one of the weeks may have been the old miss game or the texas a&m game i forget you and i were sitting in the press box just like man this would be a great saturday to just sit at home and watch all these games and while the slate this past week wasn't great um it was fun to just kind of melt into the couch and just kind of channel flip and there were there may not have been like a bunch of like high profile matchups, but there was a lot of good and interesting football I thought that took place on Saturday. And it was fun to finally catch all of that in one setting. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, It was, you know, you're right. It wasn't necessarily the greatest slate of all time, but there was, there were good games. I mean, it was good. And it was just good to see, you know, I think it's a, I'll give you a little, little bit of a lead in here to what we're about to do, but it's, it's good to be able to see some teams that you don't watch that much, you know, especially, west coast teams you know i'll I'll try to catch some of them like if they have a late game i'll try to catch 
you know, when we get home from some of these games, I'll catch the tail end of their stuff. But I don't see a ton of that um, when we're at, you know, Alabama games. So it's nice to see some of these teams that are being billed as title contenders and see are they legit? Are they not? You know, what's the level of competition? And so I think that's been helpful, um, at least for me over the weekend. Yeah. No, it was fun to catch, you know, I guess like even in the early windows, like a little bit of Big Ten, a little bit of Big 12. Shout out to Kansas. Um, yeah. You know, got to watch some uh, not not a lot of great Pac-12 after dark, but some Mountain West after dark. If you're into that kind of thing. Shout out to UNLV. Um, Alabama was, of course, on a bye week this past week. Sluggish start to the season, but the Crimson Tide now sit at seven and one overall five and zero against the SEC. All their hopes and dreams still on the table in front of them. They have a direct line to the SEC championship game in Atlanta in early December and can really position themselves for a spot in the college football playoff by winning out as well. Um, they got you uh, LSU this coming Saturday, um, 7 p.m. kickoff, CBS, Bryant-Denny Stadium, win that one in the tide effectively, but not officially win the SEC West, lose that one. And the season may not be technically over, but the hopes for the college football playoff berth will effectively disappear. Um, because Alabama was on a bye, um, like we mentioned earlier, we don't have a, a game to recap. So for today's show, figure we could take a step back and kind of look at the rest of college football. Um, great opportunity since we got a chance to watch a lot of college football this past weekend. As we enter the month of November, which begins this week, conference races are becoming a little bit more clear. Come Tuesday, we're going to get our first college football playoff rankings, um, which mean nothing and also everything at the same time. Um, what we do know, however, is that no two lost team has ever made the college football playoff. So for today's show, um, I have the list of college football's remaining undefeated teams and one lost teams as we hit the final month of the season. And we're going to go through each team and label them either serious or unserious with regards to the college football playoff and this year's national championship. So there's 19 teams in total. Um, we're not going to spend 40 minutes on every single team, but I figured we could run through them. Eight unbeaten teams, 11 one lost teams. Um, believe this list over the course of the next month is going to get whittled down and we'll figure out who the, uh, you know, final four teams who will be in the playoff. Um, but I figured this would be a fun way to kind of take a look at everybody else. Um, kind of give the listeners, listeners an idea of kind of who we're keeping an eye on as the rest of the season unfolds. We're going to go conference by conference from the American athletic conference all the way down to the Sun Belt. Um, thought this would be a fun exercise and I figured it'd be even more fun to start with, um, Kind of curious to see how you feel about uh, Tulane, seven and one overall on top of the American Athletic Conference. Best place to start. Only loss this season has been to Ole Miss. I don't know if you've watched any Tulane this season, John, but are they serious or are they unserious? I think for this exercise, they're unserious, but I think that they are serious in terms of making a New Year's Six Day Bowl. Um, I think that they'll be probably have a pretty good shot to be the highest rated of the uh, you know group of five teams to, to have a shot to, to play in one of those bowl games. So I think they're, they're a good team for sure, um, but I don't think they're a serious contender to make the playoff. I agree that they're unserious, but uh, don't, don't disrespect my guys at air force um, in terms of the best group of five team. That is uh that's we're, we're going to have a discussion about air force a little bit later in the show, but um, no, I agree. I, th I think Tulane Tulane's like, so I had a, as I was going about this and I was looking at the list, like I kind of, I did the, you know, serious column, unserious column. And like between both columns, I did like, oh, this team's kind of fun. Like they're not like serious, but I don't know if they're unserious. And I think Tulane kind of falls. I think they're unserious in terms of the grand scheme of things, but like they're, they're a fun team. 
Like, especially oh, when, yeah. like, Michael Pratt's healthy. Um, you know, they lost Ole Miss at home. That's a bummer. That probably, you know, knocks them out of any national championship conversation. But, like like you said, New Year's Six Bowl, that's on the table. Like, they're, they're a fun, scrappy, frisky team. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, here's a little started with an unserious team. Here's 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 where the part of maybe where the conversation gets a little bit interesting. In the ACC, Florida State, A and eight and O on top of the ACC. They open the season with a monster win, 45-24 over LSU, a win that continues to look more and more impressive as LSU has kind of found a groove um, through the midway point of the season. Florida State's also beaten Clemson on the road. They beat Duke at home. They still got games against Miami and they play Florida in Gainesville. How do we feel about the Knowles? Serious or unserious? Yeah, they're serious. I mean, I think that they've, while I don't think their schedule is, you know, uh, completely the most challenging or anything like that, but to your point, that LSU win is is a good one. Um, and I think it's, you know, when they schedule that game, you, you're expecting LSU to be a championship contender pretty much every year. So you got to give them some credit, even if we think that they might be a slight notch down this year. They're still a very strong team. Miami is not bad either. Um, so I, I think they've got some some games that can help their schedule down the stretch. But I think big picture wise, like it's they're undefeated um, and that they have a very good chance to be the conference champion. And you look at the different metrics that the playoff committee is going to look at. Those are two of the big ones, um, being undefeated, conference champion. And then it's they're going to look a lot at their, you know, schedule strength, individual games, which I think they'll get knocked a little bit for. But I think there is a very realistic chance they make the playoff if they continue what they're doing. I think if they lose a game, they would be one of the easier one-loss teams to cut just based on not having those other marquee wins. But – if they go undefeated, it's very hard for me to believe they wouldn't make the playoff. Yeah, I think they're very serious. I think they're this is a team I think we had kind of talked about earlier in the year, um, you know, potential undefeated conference champs. Um, and this I mean, Florida State was kind of, a t you know, after they beat LSU, after they beat Clemson, Clemson has since kind of cratered a little bit, but. This is, I mean, this Florida State team, like as long as they take care of business, I feel like they're an easy team to kind of pencil into that two, three matchup in the playoff. Yep. Like just take care of business, do what you got to do, win the conference, run the table, and you're in. Like it's sometimes it's that simple. Um, but man, they're a fun team to watch. Like they're they're a team that like they, I mean, they beat Wake Forest this weekend. It was lopsided, it was a lot to a little. They kind of like slept walk through the first quarter, but then like this is a team where like when they turn it on, like they are. They just explode. Like they've got good receivers all over the place. Jordan Travis is great. Keon Coleman's a cheat code. Um, it's a defense that, you know, while maybe not as talented as some of the defenses we've been watching in the SEC, like they're a defense that can get you the stops when you need it. Um, you know, they've got good pass rusher and Jared Burst. They're a fun team. They're, yeah. I agree, very serious. And as long as they take care of business, um, I don't see why they wouldn't make the playoff. Um, but in terms of taking care of business, while they've done that so far, another team in the ACC, Louisville, seven and one, right behind Florida State, could potentially see these two teams clash in the ACC championship game. Uh, Louisville does have a weird conference loss to Pitt, uh, but they rebounded to beat Duke. They still got to play Virginia, Virginia Tech, Miami, Kentucky, and potentially Florida State. Um, how do we feel about the Cardinals? Serious or unserious? 
Uh, they're unserious. I mean, I think it's a great first year uh, for Jeff Brom. And, you know, I think it's a great story. And, you know, the the native son coming home and the, the success they've had. And again, I think that's another team that, you know, if they keep doing what they're doing, could be a New Year's Six Bowl team, which is incredible for Louisville. I mean, they were uh, not very good under Scott Satterfield. And so that was kind of a blessing in the skies for, for Satterfield to leave for Cincinnati, but I'm just not buying them yet. I don't buy the overall talent yet. I think that this is a team that just is, you know, not quite there, but again, I think if you're a Louisville fan, you're thrilled by what you're seeing in year one um, and beating, I mean, I think Duke's really good and Duke's obviously been beat up. And so, you know, they, they were not at full strength against Louisville, but I think Louisville's in a really good place in year one. Um, I'm just, I'm just down in the ACC in general. And so I just think Florida state's the team that's going to do it out of that conference and, and Louisville is just not quite at that level. Yeah. I think they're, I agree. Maybe, maybe a little unserious just cause we haven't, you know, like, like you said, Duke had, they've just gone through the stretch where they haven't been like a hundred percent and Louisville while impressive thus far. Um, I think they're more in that role of like spoiler, which makes me wonder like if they run the table and they finish 12 and one and they knock off Florida state, like, you know, that's one less undefeated conference champ. So then what does the playoff picture look like? Like if, if the big 12 kind of collapses on itself, if the PAC 12 collapses on itself, could they sneak in as a four? I don't know. Um, but it would make, I, I just, I think they're in that spoiler role where it's like, if you're going to make some serious noise, it would be knocking off Florida state in the ACC and throwing a wrench into the playoff. I don't know if they've got enough meat to get there, but potentially yeah, and I think if that happens, like, I mean, and we can talk about this maybe at the end, but like if you're looking at some of those scenarios, like Florida State gets knocked off, say, you know, Oklahoma beats Texas in championship game. Like I think that's when you start opening up a path to could two SEC teams sneak in. You know, if you have a one loss Alabama beats at the time undefeated, but then becomes one loss Georgia, like could those two teams both sneak in if there's chaos elsewhere? I think that's where it will start getting interesting, that discussion. Um, and these things just naturally play themselves out. You know, we went like a week or so ago uh, to, you know, hey, there could be five undefeated conference champions. What's going to happen, right? And then, you know, and Oklahoma loses to Kansas. And then it's just, these things just, they kind of figure themselves out over time. But I agree. I think Louisville should, they could spoil, you know, Florida State's season for sure. Because again, I don't think a one loss Florida State team makes it at this point. I don't think that their strength schedule is going to be strong enough at the end of the day. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a totally fair argument. Speaking of Oklahoma, welcome to the Big 12. Oklahoma 7 and 1 after a loss to Kansas, but they do have wins over Texas, Iowa State and a frisky SMU team. Sooners still have to play Oklahoma State this coming weekend as well as BYU and TCU. They're currently in a five-way tie at the top of the Big 12 between Oklahoma, Texas, Iowa State, Oklahoma State and Kansas State. They're all 4 and 1 in conference play it's going to sort itself out over the next month. Um, Sooners I currently have the best resume of that group with wins over two other teams that only have a single conference loss. They lost to Kansas. It's a better Kansas team. I wouldn't say it's a good or a great Kansas team, um, but the Oklahoma Sooners, are we serious or are we unserious? So I think on paper, they are serious. I think if you're asking me to put on my projection cap here and, tell you what I think is going to happen, then I think they are unserious because I don't think that they are one of the four best teams. Uh, I think we've seen them wobble a little bit. Uh, Kansas got them. Personally, I feel like Texas should have beaten them. And I think when they play again, I think Texas will beat them, depending on we'll see, you know, the health of uh, their quarterback situation, what they've got going on there. But I think Oklahoma, again, I think they're a team that is 
ahead of schedule of what I thought they were going to be this year. You know, obviously did not have a very good year last year, you know, recruited hard. I think, you know, we're able to do some different things, clearly taking a big leap in year two under Brent Venables. But I didn't think I didn't come into the season thinking they were a title contender. I still don't really think they're a title contender. Again, I think their resume right now, you have to say they're a serious contender. But I just think in going back to things sort themselves out. I think Oklahoma is the kind of team that will get sorted out over the next few weeks and drop out of the race. That's that's where I'm at, having watched them. I watched most of that Kansas game, and uh, I just did not feel like I was watching one of the four best teams in the country. I think that's fair. I think that's – I think they're a serious team. Um, I think it's going to come down to, you know, similar to Alabama. There's just – there's no margin for error now, right? So you not only yeah. have to navigate the rest of these landmines and, like, they play Oklahoma State – upcoming and Oklahoma state has figured out a lot of things after a sluggish start. And while they're not on this list, like that's another landmine that could potentially trip up Oklahoma. So if you don't get back to the big 12 championship game, you obviously eliminate any possibility to at least position yourself. Um, but I feel like the only way Oklahoma can position themselves now for a possible bid is to like, they literally have to beat Texas in the big 12 championship game. Like you've got to do it again. Yes. I think if you do it again, that's really your only shot in. And even then, um, you know, Big 12 is not going to have an undefeated conference champ this year. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how the rest of the country plays out a little bit. Um, another team in the Big 12, Texas, 7-1. and one. Only loss has been to Oklahoma. But now Quinn Ewers is dealing with an injury. And they have games coming up against K-State, TCU, Iowa State. All those games are winnable. But again, talking Big 12, those are landmines. Texas, serious or unserious? I think they're serious. I really do. Um, you know, they... They lost that game against Oklahoma, just said it a minute ago. I think they should have won that game. Um, I do think, you know, the quarterback situation is certainly a question mark, but I think all the games they have remaining on their regular season schedule are very winnable and should be won, uh, regardless as to who's starting at quarterback. You know, they have that win over Alabama at Alabama, which I think is one of the most impressive wins of probably any team is going to have resume wise. And that's something that I think the committee is really going to recognize and appreciate just how challenging it is to win at Alabama. So that's a huge win for them. Like Oklahoma, they have to win out and they have to beat Oklahoma uh, in the Big 12 championship game, assuming it's Oklahoma. So I think they have to win out. But I think if they win out, and their only loss is that really close loss to Oklahoma, plus the win at Alabama. I think that's a team that gets in, um, depending on what happens elsewhere. And I think, again, if we're thinking about contenders, you know, Texas having that head-to-head -head win over Alabama could be huge into deciding, you know, maybe that final team or so that gets in. So um, I, I think that they have a high level of talent. Um, I think we saw it against Alabama. This is a team that has talent across the board. Um, really good skill players. They've recruited at a really high level. Um, again, I think when you see when you see Texas at their peak, now they've had some downs. And again, I don't watch every week, but I try to read a lot of our Texas coverage at 24-7 and I try to see what I can. And this is a team that feels like at Alabama at times too, some roller coaster stuff. But what we saw from Texas against Alabama, that kind of ceiling of a team, to me, feels like a team that can can really beat pretty much anybody. Um, so We'll see if we get that version again this year, but big picture wise, I think Texas is is a serious contender. Yeah, I think there's you know their ceiling was the ten point win over Alabama. Um, you know, I would even argue that like I know they've kind of messed around for a quarter here and there against virtually everybody else. I mean, and even against Oklahoma, they turned the ball over what three or four times, and they still had the lead late in the game. Um, you know, and then Dylan Gabriel put on his cape and found a way to will the Sooners to victory there. Like if they don't turn the ball over how many times, like 
I'm not saying Texas rolls away from Oklahoma, but like they probably win it in a way where it's like, you know, we could arguably be talking about the number one team in the country, but they had a loss. So now they're merely a top 10 team. Um, I agree. Very serious team. Um, I think they do run the table. I think they would win a rematch against Oklahoma. Um, depending on what else happens, right? If you've got undefeated Florida state undefeated, you know, big 10 champ undefeated PAC 12 champ, and then you've got one loss, Texas or one loss, Alabama. Um, that's kind of the scenario where that head to head win looms very, very large. And it's an entirely possible scenario. Um, I don't know how likely, but it's still a thing that is on the table that has to be considered. Um, but yeah, I agree. I like that Texas team. They're very, very good. I think they're very, very serious. Um, Speaking of who we thought big 10 up next, because I really don't know what to make of some of these teams. Um, we'll start with Michigan eight. No, um, they've, they've scored 40 points a game. They've allowed 47 points total. Um, the combined record of their schedule of the teams they've played thus far is 31 and 33. The best team they've beaten. You could argue is Rutgers. They are in the middle of a sign stealing scandal. Are they serious? Are they unserious? Do we even know yet? I don't think we know. I think I think they are serious. Um, they've done everything they need to do so far. Obviously, in the next month, we're going to know way more about them just based on them having to play Penn State and Ohio State. And I think that's kind of the Big Ten is going to play itself out over the next month, um, which will be really interesting. Obviously, the sign stealing scandal is just sucking all the oxygen um, right now around this team. But you know, I think they are very talented. I was talking to a, a former head coach uh, the other day who has told me that, you know, he's been kind of traveling around. And he said that Michigan is the most amount of talent he's seen on a field outside of Georgia this year. So, I mean, he's like, it's, you know, it, there's some real talent. There's a lot of guys who are going to play in the NFL on this Michigan team. Uh, JJ McCarthy, I think, is legit. So I think they're a real contender. You know, I think that they have a real path. Um, to making the playoff, obviously, um, you know, some of these teams we're talking about need things to happen and Michigan just needs to do its thing. And if they went out, they're in. Uh, I think if they lose a game, they could still be in. Um, we'll see how that plays out down the stretch. But yeah, I mean, we're kind of just having to project because they haven't had to play. I, I think Rutgers is better than people think they are. Um, but big picture wise, they haven't played anybody great yet. And so we'll find out a lot more, you know, Penn State, Ohio State um, and then, you know, depending on who they'd have to play in the big 10 championship, if they make it that far. Yeah. I think they're just path precedent would tell you that Michigan is serious. Um, I guess I just, I guess I still just have to see it. I don't know why I would doubt them because I get, we've seen it the last few years. They have just absolutely thumped Ohio state. They have rolled to big 10 titles. Um, you know, so like I, they're probably going to be there. I think uh, we'll see how that Michigan Ohio state game goes. Um, you know, but I'd like to think they're serious. I, there's just something in the back of my head that's just like, I got to see it first. Yeah. And just they haven't played anybody yet. So I just I just don't know. Um, things I do know, Ohio State, there ain't no. They survived Wisconsin 24 to 10 at Camp Randall. They've also beaten Penn State. They beat Notre Dame. They get Michigan in the regular season finale. Between now and then, Rutgers, Michigan State, Minnesota seems pretty um, – they should be able to handle that without too much fuss. I think Ohio State's serious. What say you? Yeah, I think they are too. I mean, I, I think there's with a lot of the teams this year, it doesn't feel like there's, you know, a lot of dominant teams at the top. And so I think Ohio State is one of those teams that is 
serious, but also I think is potentially liable to lose a game they shouldn't. You know, I don't think that they're so far and away everybody else that they are going to just run through. I mean, we saw, um, you know, really we're talking, you mentioned the AM uh, game. Like we were watching that Maryland Ohio State game, you know, and I mean, Maryland gave them some some problems for at least a half. Um, and I've seen Ohio State struggle against some other teams like that too. So they're one of those teams kind of like Alabama that you wonder, like, is it going to catch them one day? Or are they just able one of those teams that can just always figure it out? So I definitely have questions around Ohio State. I'm fascinated to see what's going to happen against Michigan, especially with all the drama circling that game right now. But yeah, they're definitely a serious contender. Um, I think that We'll get to the other team here in a second, but I think out of the Big Ten, they are by far the top two teams contender-wise. And you know, I think like Michigan, if they win out, they'll be in the playoff. I mean, that's they they control their own destiny right now. Yeah, I th- I think I feel a lot more confident in Ohio State just because they've played better teams, right? Like they beat Notre Dame, they beat Penn State. I think Ohio State's defense is legit. Um, I think Kyle McCord has three games to kind of figure some stuff out, or at least the offense has three games to kind of figure some stuff out before they play Michigan, because they're going to probably have to score some points to win that game. Yeah. Um, you've got Marvin Harrison jr. I would probably just spam plays to him. He seems, that seems like a pretty good option. Um, when you've got the best receiver in college football. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I, I believe in the defense. Um, obviously I don't watch them enough to know what strides the offense are, are taking. Um, I know the offense looked impressive when it needed to against Notre Dame. Um, I watched bits and pieces of Ohio State, Penn State, and that was a typical ugly Big Ten game where just defense ruled the day. It is what it is. Um, but I agree. I, I think I think they're serious. I think they be. I think they can become a very very serious team if the offense can take some steps forward here. Um, you know, over this month before they play Michigan. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present a Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes! Final team in the Big Ten, Penn State, 7 and 1. Only loss has been to Ohio State. They still got to play Michigan, which could throw a wrench into the Big Ten East. Context clues suggest those odds might be kind of low. How do you feel about Penn State? Yeah, I think they're unserious. Um, I don't think their offense is good enough to win. Um, I think we've seen enough of a track record to believe James Franklin's not going to be able to win big games that he needs to. Um, he's like the king of going nine and three and 10 and two, losing to the best teams in the conference. Uh, seems like that's probably going to be what happens again this year where they're a contender for a stretch and they lose to Michigan, Ohio state, and they go to a near six bowl and fans don't really know what to make of it. That just kind of feels like the ceiling for Penn state under James Franklin, uh, which I think a lot of, People would would take that. Um, I think Penn State fans are a little confused at times about how they should feel about it. But yeah, I just don't. I don't buy this team. Uh, I haven't. I didn't buy them to start. I think what we saw against Ohio State is kind of what I'd expect. Obviously, you know, a good team overall, good defense, um, but their offense. I mean, I don't see any way they're going to be able to kind of hold form against Michigan. So I think they'll lose that game. They'll have two losses, and and then they'll be out. I agree. There were two. Two separate sequences in that Ohio State-Penn State game. Maybe the only two sequences that I caught, but that was kind of all I needed to see. Um, Ohio State led 10-6. 
Third quarter had just ended. Penn State had fourth and 10 at midfield, and they punted. Go for it there, maybe. Uh, Ohio State turned that into a field goal. Very next possession, Penn State again had fourth and four right near midfield, their own 43-yard line, punted again. Ohio State went down, scored a touchdown. That was it. That was kind of all I needed to know about Penn State. Very unserious team. Um, or at least they just they don't have the offense that I can believe in to, you know, make a legit run. Um, yeah, and like we, yeah, like we mentioned, you're probably going to need to score some points if you want to beat Michigan. That's who they have next. Uh, I, I just don't see it. Um, Conference USA, Liberty, 8-0. Probably an unserious team, but still a very fun team, right? That's exactly how I would put it. Um, <laughs> you know, I like Jamie Chadwell a lot. Um, I think he's a fun coach. I think he, you know, deserves uh, more national attention um, for what he was able to do at Coastal and now at Liberty. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's they're not going to make the playoff. And uh, you know, that's just kind of the way the the world works. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're just again, that's another team that I think you look at Tulane, Air Force, you know, Liberty. Some of those teams have are going to kind of duking it out to see who's the top dog of that group. Um, that's what I think is matters more to Liberty right now, or should matter more to Liberty right now, because they're, even if there's chaos, they're not sneaking into the playoff. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. There's not a lot of impressive wins here. Um, some impressive stats, right? Like 37 points, 488 yards a game. Much of it's coming on the ground. Um, you know, like, Fun team, not a serious team. And it this is one of those where it's like, you know, the conversation about like which coaches deserve opportunities at like, you know, a major group of five school or a power five school or like, you know, programs that are trying to rebuild from the ground up. Like, is this a guy you take a chance on because he's shown that he can do stuff here on a regular basis? Like, I don't know. Like, that's, you know, I'm not as privy to that as you might be, but um, I feel like that could be part of this conversation potentially. Yeah. Um, to the Mac Toledo seven and one lost to Illinois in week one. Haven't lost since, uh, you could say they've taken off like a rocket since that early season loss. They beat Miami of Ohio last week, potential preview of the Mac championship game, not a serious team, but another team that's kind of like, well, it's kind of cool. Yeah, no, I like what they've done. And, you know, I think schools like Toledo are in interesting situations these days. Um, you know, like that's the kind of school that gets attacked and people try to poach their top players and all that kind of stuff. So I give Toledo a lot of credit. I think they've done a really good job. I really like their AD at Toledo, really good guy, real rising star, Brian Blair. Um, so I think there's a lot to like about Toledo. Yes. In this exercise, they're not a serious, uh, you know, contender, but shout out Toledo, man. I think that's, that's awesome. I'm excited for them. A lot of fun there. Um, a lot of fun in the Mountain West. Made reference to this at the top of the podcast, but Air Force, 8-0, Mountain West leaders. They have the best rushing offense in the country at 300 yards per game, third nationally in total defense. I'd like to pose a scenario to you. Air Force goes 12-0 and in the regular season. Then they win the Mountain West. They're 13-0. and What do we do with them? I mean, we can maybe they want to declare themselves national champions like UCF a few years ago. Um, you know, <laughs> this is just this is a situation where I think the 12 team playoff will be great for a school like Air Force because if they go undefeated and you do everything that you were asked to do, I, I think there's an argument that you deserve a shot, right? 
there's no way Air Force is getting into a 14 playoff. It doesn't matter. They can go 13 and 0, and they're still because I'll give you a little you know peek behind the window here. Last year, I went through the like selection committee process where like you know like as a mock person, as a media member, I got to go through how they do things. And one of the things that stand out the way they list the games, like they have them based on you know strength of schedule and their kind of ratings of those teams in green and red, right? And red just like I think it's in part because it's the killer red. It just pops out at you when you see a team with a lot of red on their schedule. You think that team's not that that team should not be in. And Air Force is going to have a lot of red on their schedule just because of the teams they had to play this year. And that's what's going to stick out to committee members and why they'll get you know kind of knocked for that. But I think thirteen zero would be an incredible accomplishment for Air Force if they do that again. They will be the team who will make a near six bowl. Um, and that would be awesome for them. And, you know, next a year from now, they would be in the 12 team playoff. And then we would get to find out the argument that we've had for, you know, all these years, especially of UCF, like could a team like this actually make a run or they just get trashed by these power five teams, you know, we'll find out in a year or so, but this year is not going to be that year for air force, because I think, if, you know, we can kind of tally up all these teams at the end, but there's going to be enough teams that are going to be, either undefeated or one loss power five teams at the end that will get in over air force. I agree with that. Um, I think if they end up 13 and zero, I I don't know that they'll get serious consideration unless everybody around them just absolutely crumbles. Um, which I just, I, I guess I just personally don't see that happening, but if they go 13 and zero and they roll to a mountain West title, um, stick them in the fiesta bowl and like call it a day. And I think yeah. they'll happily take that, um, you know, against, a conference runner up or, you know, potentially some two loss conference champ. If that's ultimately what happens maybe in the big 12 or pac 12 or something like that. Um, but air force last three seasons, 28 and six back to back 10 win seasons. Now they're eight. No, it's kind of fun, right? Like it's, I don't know. They're not serious, but it's kind of fun. Yeah, no doubt. Also in the mountain West Fresno state seven and one, they topped UNLV and some mountain West after dark action on Saturday. Uh, second straight win after losing to Wyoming. That's their only loss of the season. Um, serious, unserious, probably unserious. Yeah, I'll just keep it quick. Unserious. No <laughs> knock on Fresno State. It's just, yeah, I mean, one loss team already, not power five, not happening. Sorry. All good. Uh, Pac 12, Washington, 8 0, the current conference leaders in the last iteration of the Pac 12 as we know it. I think they're serious. They beat Oregon in that massive showdown, 36-33. They went on the road and beat Arizona the week before that, a win that's looking a little better every week. And then two largely, I don't know, unimpressive wins the last couple weeks. I think Nick Saban would say that they've won the last two weeks, but maybe didn't fully beat the other two teams. Um, I don't know if that's a huge worrisome development, considering they still got to play USC, Utah, and Oregon State. Perhaps that'll kick them back into gear. How do we feel about Washington? Yeah, I mean, you have to view them as a serious contender right now. Um, they have the resume to justify it. Um, I think when what we saw against Oregon, I think you can say, all right, this is a pretty high-level team here. Um, I think there's, if you wanted to look for reasons to worry, I think you hit on some of those, but I think it'll sort itself out. I don't think that's an easy path moving forward. Um, I think USC has really dropped off, and you know, I know Utah just got beat up by Oregon, but in Oregon State loss. So all those teams are maybe on the slide, but I think all of them are, are talented. And so that, you know, could I see Washington dropping one of those games? I could, I think it's, you know, it's, you're on that kind of 
high wire act where you can't really fall off. And it, it's, it's challenging to do that week to week, especially if you're not used to it. But I do think that they can certainly run that table and then if you get a chance to play, you know, Oregon again. Um, you know, I think that would be obviously interesting. So I, I don't think we'll talk about, you know, um, Oregon. Uh, I, I don't think Pac-12 is getting two teams in. I think it's going to be one or the other. So it's, you know, we'll see. If Washington wins out, it's in. Uh, if Washington loses, then, you know, that's when it'll get interesting. Yeah, because I don't, I don't know that a one-loss Pac-12 champ is guaranteed a spot in the playoff this year. Um, I don't think especially it is, no. with, Yeah, especially with the way the rest of the conference is not completely cratering, but, like, everybody's taking losses now, and, you know, Washington and Oregon are the only two. You know, Washington's undefeated. Oregon's 7-1. and one. We'll touch on them in a second. Like, it's very, you know – I mean, one loss, Pac-12 champ, Oregon, like I'm not even sure they're guaranteed a spot in either. Um, so it could be, again, it'll all sort itself out over the next four or five weeks, but just an interesting development to keep track of. Speaking of Oregon, 7-1 and one, right behind the Huskies. After losing to Washington, they thumped Washington State and Utah in back-to-back -back weeks. I think there's an argument to be made that Oregon is maybe a more serious team than Washington. Um, even though Washington won that matchup head to head, um, I am eagerly awaiting a rematch in the Pac-12 championship game. Should they get there, Ducks still have to play USC and Oregon State. How do you feel about Oregon? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, I think Oregon's an impressive team. Um, I think they are a contender for sure. Um, you know, again, there's they had a shot to win that game and you can, you know, I don't need to turn this into uh, Oregon sports radio here, but you know, there was some decisions made by Dan Lanning that I think were controversial that, you know, if they go the other way, Oregon wins that game. So I think they have the talent level to compete, you know, Bo Nix, you've got a guy who's been around for a while. I think that's, that's huge um, down the stretch. And so I like Oregon. I really do. I think they're a, a real contender. Um, I think they have, the potential to, you know, I could see make a playoff and win a game in the playoff. You know, that's a team that you could talk yourself into a bit. So I'm fascinated to see how their season ends um, and, you know, whether they're able to kind of work themselves back into uh, into the race. I mean, they're they're in that kind of second tier that you could put Alabama into where they're going to probably need some things to happen for them to make the playoff. I don't they don't control their destiny, um, which I know is an overused cliche, but they're it, it's sometimes just what you have to say to describe the situation. Um, so th they're not in control of that, but I think there's definitely a path for them to make the playoff if some things break right for them. Yeah, I think they're the, the most plausible might be, you know, and this I, there's a million different factors working here, but like 12 and one Oregon as Pac 12 champs, probably the four seed. You know, like maybe they work their way into the two, three game just because everything else around them kind of collapses a little bit. But I, I feel like 12 and one Pac-12 Oregon, like Pac-12 champs Oregon is probably the four seed. Um, yeah. I don't know who the one seed is. I don't know what the two, three game is, um, but I, I think that possibility exists. Like you said, they're probably gonna need a little bit of help, but I, I like this Oregon team. I think they're very serious. And I think uh, a rematch against Washington in the Pac-12 championship game um, that will draw more eyes than I think people, um, maybe people think at the moment. Um, SEC, Georgia, 8-0. Kind of played with their food a little bit earlier in the season. Now Brock Bowers is hurt. I think he'll be back sooner rather than later. But they've won their last three games over Kentucky, over Vanderbilt, over Florida by a combined 131-53. to Heard a stat recently. Kirby Smart in his first four years at Georgia was 44-12. and Over his last four seasons, he's now 45-3. and Turns out he's pretty good at this. 
Um, and it also turns out that Georgia pretty serious. I, I would I would assume that that's the safe one here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're a serious contender. Um, I think they're going to run the table undefeated uh, in the regular season. And then um, we'll see who they get in the SEC championship, um, whether that's Alabama or Ole Miss or LSU or, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll know a lot more about that uh, after this weekend. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's reasons to, to knock them, like all of these championship contenders. But I think that Carson Beck has been good uh, getting Brock Bowers. I think will, of course, be important. Their defense is really good. They're just, I mean, they're a legit team. Um, I mean, it just, it is what it is. They've, they've recruited really well under Kirby Smart. And so there's a, not only a lot of talent, but there's a lot of depth. And I think that's sometimes what really matters when we get into November and December is when you have a guy go down, do you have a viable replacement? And teams like Georgia and Alabama for a long time too, that's one of their biggest advantages is that they can have a guy step up who's also really good and you're not, you know, falling off a cliff. So that's, that's one of their big strengths. And I mean, I think that they're clearly one of the top teams in the country, um, even though we haven't seen them play a ton of great teams yet. I think we're going to find out a lot more about them. I mean, they took care of business against Florida. That's great. And then, you know, over the next month, they have some some challenging games. I mean, Georgia Ole Miss is like a fascinating game coming down the stretch, um, especially this late in the season. So they're, they're going to get some more tests from Ole Miss and Missouri down the stretch. But I think right now they're, they're clearly a serious contender. They got Missouri coming up, then Ole Miss, then Tennessee, and then they finish at Georgia Tech, whatever. But, um, yeah, pretty tough stretch. Uh, three three straight games here for Georgia. Two of them are at home. Then they go to Knoxville um, the week before Thanksgiving. So that one, all kinds of intriguing. Um, I imagine somewhere in that mix, Brock Bowers will come back, and that'll you know obviously lift the floor of the offense. Um, but even without him, played, played all right this weekend. Um, I know Florida's kind of up and down, hot, cold, but um, good team. Really good team. Very serious team. Mizzou, 7-1. and one. I don't think that this is a serious team. I think this is a very fun team. I think this can become a serious team with a good showing against Georgia this weekend. They've got good wins this weekend, or not this weekend, this season. K-State, Kentucky, they maybe probably should have beaten LSU, which could potentially change my answer here, maybe if they hang on to that one. I think Mizzou's on their way to becoming a serious program, but they're just not there yet, maybe semi-serious, and just just kind of a fun team this season. It's been a pretty cool season, I think, for for folks in Columbia. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that's like the perfect way of putting it. Um, you know, of course, if, if they beat Georgia this weekend, then they are obviously serious. Um, and that would, I think, really propel them to another level. Um, you know, it was a f- super fun game against LSU. Obviously had a real shot to win that game. Couldn't hold on. They're a lot of fun to watch. They're going to put up points. They've got some great receivers. Um, you know, Drinkwitz, this was a really important year for Eli Drinkwitz. And, and clearly what we've seen so far uh, he's been able to kind of take that next step and I think, you know, quiet some of the hot seat bubbling that I think was happening before the season. So uh, they're in a good position. I don't think that they are a serious contender right now, but uh, I think that they are a fun team. They're a good team. And if, you know, they play Georgia close, maybe win out the rest. I think you feel great as a Missouri fan of what they were able to do this year. Yeah, I think, uh, a 10 and two Mizzou team. I don't know if it's a guarantee that they could do the cotton bowl stuff, but like they could be in the new year six conversation. Um, you know, especially if they, even if, even in a loss, if they play well against Georgia, I think that that'll got open Georgia, then they've got Tennessee at home, Florida at home, and then at Arkansas to end things. I mean, that's not an, 
super easy stretch, but I think, I mean, I could see them dropping multiple games when you include Georgia, but I could also see them beating Tennessee, Florida, and Arkansas. I mean, Tennessee is definitely conceivable for them, which would be an incredible year for Missouri. Yeah. Which, which means they'll go nine and three. Georgia will stomp on them. They'll find a way to win the two games after that and then lose on the road at Arkansas. That would be I mean, the most 100% possible. possible. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> the most Mizzou thing ever. Um, Continuing in the SEC, because of course we are. Alabama, 7-1. and one. Serious or unserious? I think they're serious. Um, I think the path is there. Um, you know, I would say watching them week to week, there are many times that I feel they are unserious. But as long as they continue to win, and we know that there's enough talent on this team to be able to compete with the top teams. And I think that's when you really think about from like, who's a serious contender. Like, could I see Alabama beating Oregon? Yes, I could. Could I see them beating Florida state? Yes, I could. And so that's why I think they remain a serious contender, but there's just, you know, we've talked about a lot in this podcast, all their issues. So we don't need to, you know, hammer all of uh, Alabama's challenges, but if you look at their big picture wise, you look at their schedule. I think that Ole Miss win um, looks really good right now. We'll see how Ole Miss finishes down the stretch. That could hurt them if Ole Miss drops a few games. And clearly that Georgia game is going to be really challenging for Ole Miss. Um, but I think, you know, I think they've got the potential um, to, to run the table. They're going to have to run the table if they're going to make the playoff. We'll know a lot more after LSU. I think beating LSU would be another big step for them. Uh, getting LSU at home, I think is really important. And if they're able to do that, then, you know, you got to get past Kentucky and Auburn on the road. Um, they're clearly better than those two teams, but this team has struggled on, in the past on the road. So that's going to be a big question. And then you're going to have to beat Georgia in the SC championship game. And that's, you know, that loss to Texas eliminated any margin of error. Uh, we've seen them do it in the past uh, two years ago kind of similar situation coming into SC championship game, having to beat Georgia. Everybody thought Georgia was going to win. Bama played incredibly well, especially the offensive line, knocks out Georgia, ends up getting to the national championship game in a season that people didn't think they were that great. So the path is there. We'll, we'll find out more, you know, this weekend. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. I think they're serious. Um, I think this Alabama team had to prove to us that they were serious especially after a home loss to Texas, just the way that one unfolded. And then that God awful South Florida game. Since then they've beaten Ole Miss and Tennessee two top 20 teams by two scores each. They went into college station and beat a good Texas A&M team before they just kind of mentally cratered. Um, obviously this one upcoming against LSU is a massive one Win that one. And then I think it'll officially be time to readjust the expectations. Again, I remember writing after the South Florida loss, like this team has to show you that they can do it. Um, I think a win over LSU is proof enough that they will be able to do it. Um, probably more, you know, I mean, it's it's going to be a test for the defense to slow down that offense, but also a test for the offense to see if you can keep up with an offense like that. And yeah. if Alabama shows that they can and they can win that game, I think that, that you know, all their hopes and dreams become very, very real again. Um, still work to take care of after that. But um, this game's a big one. Um, I think that's that's the short of it. Ole Miss, 7-1. and one. I like these rebels, man. They're they're scrappy. They're fun, um, and they just they lost to Alabama, and they've just figured out how to win games since then. Um, are they serious or unserious? I think they're unserious, um, but I think they're a really good team. I think what 
concerns me about them if I'm projecting the future is that they've got AM this week, which is AM has its issues, but that's not going to be an easy game, I don't think, for Ole Miss. And then they have Georgia. And so for them to make it, they got to win both those games. Um, and then Mississippi State's a mess, but Mississippi State Egg Bowl, it always gets weird. Uh, so you can never <laughs> count them out. Um, so you know, if they were able to, of course, if they're able to knock out Georgia and we did this again in two weeks, then then they're obviously serious. But I just think right now they're just lacking a little bit for me. I think they are a very good team. Um, they're right kind of on that edge for me. I think they're getting better and better. I think they had a real shot to beat Alabama. Um, and I think that's one that they're going to be. It's going to be tough for them to get over, uh, especially if they end up losing at Georgia, that if they could have stolen that Alabama game that you know, they'd be in the SEC championship and have a real shot to make the playoff. I think they're going to fall short, but it's, it's a good team. You know, I think they're taking, again, Wayne has built a pretty good operation there and they're kind of continuing to take steps forward. Um, which just, you know, but I will say too, last year we kind of felt the same way about them and they collapsed on the stretch. So we'll see, you know, how they handle these next two challenging games. Yeah. Um, road wins over Tulane and Auburn. They want a shootout over LSU. Only losses to Bama. They still got to play AM and Georgia, like you mentioned. I don't think there's any reason to think they can't go 10 and 2. Um, you yeah. know, if LSU pulls it off on Saturday, I'd have to look at the tiebreakers, but you know, that opens up a path potentially for them to get to Atlanta. Um, New Year's Six Bowls for, firmly on the table for this Ole Miss team. And I think that that in and of itself is a cool thing for them. Um, I think they're serious. I think that loss to Alabama just set them back a little further. And especially if Alabama beats LSU, that's just, you know, that eliminates Atlanta almost altogether. Um, but they're fun. Like they're just, they're fun. They, they found ways to win. I think that loss to Alabama last year just came at the right time in the season where it was just like, here's the buildup. And then they lost. And then it was just yep. kind of like meh. Whereas like this year you got that loss out of the way early. Now Lane's kind of coaching this team and they've, they figured out a lot of things and they may not go where they want to go, but they're going to finish, I think, in a pretty good position. And kudos to them for that. Yes, yeah, for sure. Last team on this list from the Sun Belt, James Madison. 8-0. Only undefeated team left in the Sun Belt Conference. Not a serious team, but another fun team, right? Yeah, Kurt Signetti's done a great job there. Former Alabama assistant. Um, he's kind of helped them climb up. And, and James Madison has, uh, you know, they've done a really good job. Now they're kind of... In the news, um, as you know, I think Virginia's AG, Attorney General, and all these other people are fighting at the NCAA to try to get them uh, eligible to be in a bowl um, from their transition from FCS. So it's uh, that's kind of fascinating to watch uh, all these different state AGs getting involved. But uh, fun team, you know, good team, deserve to play in a bowl game, uh, no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, for this exercise, not a serious contender. That is, uh, yeah, I agree. That's that. That's all the. That's all the teams. That's all nineteen of them. Um, any final threads or lingering thoughts on? So I think if I did this right, I think we. I think we like eight or nine teams. You and I differed a little bit, but I think generally speaking, we whittled it down to Florida State, Texas, Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, Oregon, Georgia, Bama. I think. You, you think Ole Miss might be serious. Where did you – I don't know whether you put Oklahoma exactly, but it seems like generally speaking, we think there's eight to ten serious contenders left at this point. That sounds about right. I think I did. If I'm mapping this out, 
So I put Ole Miss as serious. I also put Air Force as serious, but kind of in that fun category. And it's just acknowledging the reality that probably not going to get there, but like still, still a cool team. Um, but yeah, I also did, I, I did Oklahoma and Texas, and then I did not do Louisville, but I did Florida State. So yeah, about 10, 10, 11 sounds about right. And so some of these teams, again, if we're going to just pull it all together here, some of these teams are going to knock each other out. Um, you know, we'll see. Ohio State and Michigan have to play each other. Uh, pretty good chance that Texas and Oklahoma would have to play each other again. Uh, you know, Washington, Oregon could have to play each other. Georgia, Bama could have to play each other. So I think it's, you know, we're kind of getting a sense of who's emerging, but a lot of these teams are still going to have to play each other potentially. And then that'll just knock teams out. So I think, I don't think we're going to have a chaos year. Um, I think, I think it's going to play itself out uh, over time. But, you know, there's definitely, there's some really good teams at the top there that I think it would be exciting to see uh, thinking about some of these potential, you know, one, four, two, three matchups. You know, I think there could be some really fun ones out of the teams that we view as serious contenders. So that's exciting. I think it's going to be a really fun end of stretch to the season. Yeah, I know. And we've also said it this year. We've had other people say it. Um, this would be a heck of a year for a 12 team playoff. Like sure. I'm th you're thinking, you know, one, four, two, three, I'm thinking like five, 12, six, 11, seven, 10, like what, you know, what could those look like? Right. Well, then, I mean, just put all the teams we just talked about, you know, you said 10 or 11, throw them all in an air force, you know, air force plus them, maybe throw two in and they're like, that's your 12. That would be a lot of fun uh, yeah. to watch that. And you're right. I think this year where, where there, I think there's, less separation um from some of these top teams I, I think that it would be fun to see you know i've seen some i don't know where they're projected right now but you know some of these potential matchups like uh you know in oregon at alabama or something like that i mean that would be so much fun to watch you know and i think that's what's gonna be really exciting coming down the line um but yeah this year this year it's it's it's, it's gonna be a battle to get in i think there's gonna be multiple um I think you're going to see some campaigning just the way I think it could play out where there's going to be potentially multiple one loss power five teams that are kind of duking it out to see who deserves to get in. Um, and that, yeah. That'll be interesting. If you have a one loss Bama versus a one loss Oregon or a one loss Texas versus a one loss Oregon, you know, some of those are going to be really interesting discussions if it plays out that way. If we use the AP poll, which is obviously imperfect, um, Alabama would host Penn state in the first round and the winner would get Georgia. Who in their right mind wouldn't want to see that? Yeah, and I think Bama would destroy Penn State, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I mean, then, that would be, um, yeah, it'd be really interesting uh, to see that play out. Um, yeah. So, something to look forward a, to next year. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um, but in many ways, the uh, if Alabama does what it's supposed to do to kind of tie a bow on all of this, that SEC championship game is kind of a pseudo national quarterfinal. Like I know it, like there's a lot of other factors at play, but like yeah. it's very much rolling into that possibility where, you know, I think one loss Georgia probably still gets in depending on what else happens, but like one loss SEC champ Alabama um, may probably get in depending on what else happens. Um, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, depending on what happens, you could look at like, Pac-12, Big 12, SEC, that all kind of being quarterfinal type games. Um, a little bit. You know, if, if they all went out from here until then, you know, where it's multiple one-loss and or undefeated teams heading into that, which would be a great championship weekend. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. And then um, some bad Big 10 West team will play either Ohio State versus Michigan and no one will care. Huh. 
that would uh i think i would just watch it just to just to watch goliath squish the bug um <laughs> just just because you, you just you got to have a game like that i don't know um that was uh that was that was today's show that was that was fun john i appreciate it any final thoughts before we sign off here no i think that's it um good to run down some of the teams and i think this is going to be um you know, more and more of a discussion, especially with the rankings coming out on Halloween, uh, Nick Saban's birthday. We'll see if he gets a gift with those early rankings. Um, but I think a trick or a treat. Yeah, this will come a lot more into focus, you know, over the next couple of weeks here. Yeah. And the uh, the first set of college football playoff rankings, um, again, they don't mean anything, but they also kind of sort of mean everything and will at least, you know, kind of frame what the last month of the season is going to look like. Um regardless of where the teams end up it's shaping up to be a fun one that's all we've got today guys you know we'll be back sometime later this week to discuss obviously the alabama lsu game because that is a big and important one before then be sure to rate and review the show wherever you listen to your podcast apple stitcher spotify even our bama 247 youtube page subscribe to bama 247 and 247 sports guys you can get a subscription for a dollar a month to start and then just ten dollars a month thereafter for the best coverage of your favorite team take advantage of that especially if you're an alabama fan thank you so much john for joining me thank you so much dear listener for listening we'll talk to you guys again soon